Hi, welcome to another exciting episode of Chutney, brought to you by the team behind Radio Ada. Your host for today is me, Adib, and Sri Lakshmi. Today, with us, we have an alumni from NIDAP, a super senior to me, and a lovely person to sit down and have a talk with about almost anything. So, my first question to you is, how would you like to introduce yourselves to our listeners today? <laughs> okay. Um... So my name is Aruma Samayaji. I'm a first batch student of NID Vijayawada. I came in when there were no, like, no computers, barely any desks and chairs, and it was just us, the community. Um, I am now a freelancer, illustrator, designer, whatever you want to call me. Uh, I work mostly for publishing, and I also uh, sort of moonlight as a food illustrator. Yeah, I think that's about it. That's interesting. So, um, how did you figure your interest in what you do today? Um, I think we were chatting about this before we started, but I initially came in thinking I wanted to be an industrial designer and I wanted to work in advertising. I wanted to be in persuasion design. But then, uh, the I don't know, sort of anti-capitalist in me decided that maybe not, maybe I want to do something else. And um, when I picked CD... As my discipline in second year, I just got really into storytelling and narrative building in general. And I wanted to work closer to books because I like reading a lot. And I decided to do my grad project with a publishing house. And somehow, I mean, dots connected and I ended up working closer to children's literature than I planned. And I don't know, since it's just been like a sort of accidental, happy accident sort of a journey. I was sort of figuring it out even then and I'm still figuring it out. So I don't think I've sort of decided, decided. And I think I'll keep changing uh, even now. That's very interesting to you. So my next question would be, how was it like for you to transition from college life into like this work life that you have now? Um, okay. So here's the thing. So at NID, you don't really feel like a student student, right? You're always uh, among your mm-hmm. friends, your colleagues, and your guides also are not really sort of, you know, in a very teacher sort of a role. They're just helping you. It's all, um, it's not a very sort of strong hierarchy, I guess. So mm-hmm. even though we are definitely juniors and seniors over there in terms of teachers, like the guides and us, but it's definitely, it's more of a collaborative feel. So I, even when I started working, uh, which was, I would say I started working in during my grad project, um, I wasn't treated like a student there either. And it was quite, I don't know, organic. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly I wasn't just a student designer, I was a designer designer. And everybody would listen to my views and feedback as if it was coming from, you know, their colleagues. So... Again, the transition was very, very organic and it wasn't, there was no such like a moment that I can tell you, ki, ha, now I am not in college anymore, I'm working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so was it like a confidence boost for yourself as you progress through the years of your degree? Oh, definitely. I mean, to hear other working professionals tell you that your work is good is super validating and mm-hmm. it definitely feels really good. I can yeah. imagine. How um, 
com- how how competitive would you say the industry is out there according to you i mean i don't know it depends on who you are as a person really um okay. if you consider other people competition then there's obviously going to be a lot of competition based on the sheer population right the sheer number of people that are out there the sheer number of say illustrators out there but they're all doing something that's different from what i'm doing and i'm doing something that's slightly different from what they're doing so um competition wise i think um, it's not that competitive if you have your own sort of road right if you have your own path that you're walking on then it's not that competitive but if you want to do something like somebody else or you want to do something exactly like that one person then it's going to be super competitive also depends i am in an industry that's all about making books because we love making books right so it's different if i was say working in something like ui ux or um i don't know clothes fabric textile maybe my answer would be different mhm so this begs the question so what what part of your job you love the most ah really depends it's going to be a long answer and you're going to hear the word depends a lot but mm-hmm. um if i'm working on a book and it's for um, adults then my favorite part is definitely the covers i feel like um that takes a lot of my time and i enjoy all of it if i'm working on a kid lit project where i'm working for uh, i mean working on a book for kids then i think character development is my favorite part um and if i'm working on a food project um then all of it i like everything about that project but overall i think my favorite thing about work in general is the fact that i can sort of um, decide my own deadlines being a freelancer and i can give myself enough time and you know put myself enough under enough pressure to sort of work properly so the fact that it's all on me even though that's scary but it's also a lot of fun because i'm my own boss wow now that you have told us what your favorite part of your job is here's a thing um what are the things you enjoy doing the most on a regular basis and some of them do they get incorporated into your work or do they inspire your illustrations mm-hmm. in any of course they do i firstly i'm constantly sketching uh, so i'm right now also i'm talking to you when i'm sketching so i think i like conversations wow. i like food obviously it inspires a lot of my work and i watch a lot of content like um just not i not just watch actually i just i think i inhale a lot of content i watch a lot of films i uh, watch a lot of anime i read a lot of books and by a lot i mean i don't have much of a social life not just because of covid but in general because i'm stuck at home reading or watching something and i cancel all my plans so yeah i think all of that sort of comes into my work at some point you i'll see and you can also tell that if i've been watching a lot of anime suddenly my style will have like these bigger eyes and <laughs> more classical poses in them it's just i go through like my art sort of lives with me on a day to day basis so whatever i'm watching will show up okay. whatever i'm eating also will show up <laughs> it it all makes sense now so well 
you've you've clearly established yourself as an illustrator so for mm-hmm. someone who's trying to become one um mm-hmm. how can one stand out to be as an a be an illustrator stand out as it so how does one make themselves like evident that yeah i'm an illustrator and how do they show themselves to the world outside how should they present themselves well the very basic answer in today's world is social media right that's that's where you can sort of show off your work show off your um, skills in general but if you're asking how to be an illustrator who has a stand out style or something like that um the question with style or anything that's unique or stand out or whatever is that a lot of people think that if you try really hard and you keep trying to make a different style or whatever it'll um, i don't know manifest but that's not how it works at least that's not how it worked for me i just sort of drew a lot and at some point found a comfortable way of drawing um, uh-huh i don't know exactly how to answer this but more than anything i would say is you draw a lot and whatever you're sort of satisfied with it doesn't even have to be like a perfect piece but whatever you're sort of satisfied with put it out there and look for feedback actively look for critique and make those changes or don't make those changes whatever that's up to you but yeah and also read and consume other art i think a lot of people are scared that if they look at a particular artist's work then they're going to start drawing like that but one way to sort of not do that is to consume a lot of different type of work and it doesn't have to be from your contemporaries you can genuinely look at older you know classical work mm-hmm. and just study the techniques i guess i mean i i haven't done a lot of classic studies in a long time so i maybe and maybe i'm being a hypocrite right now but just saying just consume a lot i guess that's what worked for me or you can do the exact opposite where you shut yourself off from the world don't consume any new media and try to come up with your own way of drawing based on just the database of stuff you have in your own head i don't so know. It, it's like a game of answer. it's like a game mm-hmm. of mix and matching then choose what interests you and throw it all yeah. together and that's yeah. what you choose get choose what interests you choose what you like choose what you can sort of uh, make as well you know and stick mm-hmm. to drawing what you actually really like so like i can't draw buildings for jack like i i literally i struggle so much even when i'm drawing a house i remember even during ep at college i would have to sit there like extra long just to get the buildings right so whereas when i was drawing uh, about the food i'd eaten there or the people i'd met there it was damn easy so what interests you will be easier for you to draw as well hmm That that's interesting <laughs> now here's something what a lot of us really want to know how does one tackle burnout or just keep the inspiration flowing oh man you asked the wrong person um <laughs> really really you asked the absolute wrong person so i'm not going to i don't think i have a healthy answer to this um so if somebody wants to like call me out later <laughs> i'm this is i'm just throwing in a disclaimer but yeah i just keep working even when i have i can feel the edges of a burnout i just keep working i work through it and i yeah i sort of go to the deep end of that and come out that's what i do but also you have to rest 
like right now i'm on a 3 month break from my entire career i just sort of took a took some time off so but yeah when i'm working if there's a burnout mid project there's really nothing you can do about it you just work through it you have a deadline to meet you have to be responsible and you just get through it when you can rest when you cannot work through it that did answer it <laughs> mm-hmm. what about healthy resting habits how how do you get your inspiration flowing again i'll have to google that man i have no healthy resting habits <laughs> um drink a lot of water do your stretches i guess i do i do a lot of stretches now that my doctor told me that i should because i developed a wrist problem so after drawing so much so yeah do your stretches don't develop a wrist problem do them before you get a wrist problem and drink lots of water and spend time outside of your uh, like work area and try to separate your work and rest area and your work and play area like don't if you game on your laptop work on your laptop all the time and you're just going to be stuck sitting there all the time right uh-huh so sort of separate your uh, zones like this is my work zone if you're going to play go to a different location like change up your uh, environment places yeah a little bit i think that helps that helps me a little bit um but yeah i'm i just at some i really i'm just talking out of my ass right now because i don't That's know okay. much of this i just sit down and keep working forget to eat and it's quite a tragedy <laughs> <laughs> so talking about coming back to work let's say mm. uh what's like a typical workday schedule for you how does your day usually go Hmm, okay i'm going to tell you the ideal version because the real version is <laughs> not the ideal version anyway so i tend to sleep in because i work late nights because i just find that more uh, convenient uh, much to the well chagrin of my mother but i uh, start work at noon usually um, and the first thing i do for like an hour or so before lunch time is i answer all my mails and i put down a list of what i'm going to do today and then uh after lunch is when i start like working working in the sense that all my sketching and all my if say i'm in the initial stages of a project then that's where all my thumbnailing my initial character designs and all of that and all the rough stuff is happening and um i spend i work till 7 every day like 12 to 7 is what my official timings are as in when people can contact me and then i take a break around 7 to 10 i guess uh, for like tv and dinner and hanging out with usually my family because it's been covid right mostly so and after yeah. that i come back and i work again from around uh, i mean after i wasted enough time i think i start again at 12 midnight and i work till around 3 because i feel like that's a very quiet time of the day nobody sort of you know going to come into my room or tell me what to do or anything and the world is sort of silent so i get a lot done in those 3 hours and then i go to sleep yeah mm mm-hmm. and um about your creative process so uh-huh. do you have any hacks or secrets when it comes to illustrating a book um yeah i mean draw on paper for all the digital artists out there it's just your lines are never going to be the same um draw everything on paper first that's that's one of my hacks i guess 
another hack is if you're working on a software then spend some time on it like do the youtube tutorials and figure out if there are any shortcuts and you know things that will make your life easier just learn your software if you're working traditionally then well just make sure your supplies are all right there before you start something because it's very irritating if you're working on something and then you remember oh i need that and you have to get up as soon as you get up you break the flow so make sure all your stuff is right next to you mm, another hack i guess is to to bite as much as you can chew so for the day i usually have around five things and those five like five sort of uh things i need to get done and i'll put in like a random clean my room in there between you know draw that spread draw this spread and there'll be drink water something simple in there to sort of make me feel like i've accomplished one major goal for the day you know um and i sort of mix my um personal chores and my work chores in that list so that i get a lot more done and my life sort of has balance <laughs> taking all of those boxes must be very satisfying at the end of the day i mean yeah i am more destructive because i like completely cross <laughs> them off but yeah <laughs> so i i have so i've gone through your instagram i've binged all of your work so far <laughs> and you. so from some some of your earlier work and some of the stuff i've seen on your website that you have that mm-hmm. you have this strange creature and eater looking mm-hmm. thing yeah and you call mm-hmm. it a noodle tongue so mm-hmm. what i would like like i would love to hear the story behind it um, i don't know what that that phase was actually um it started in 7th semester i'm guessing or my 6th semester so we would be sitting at amlod bhavi and just chit chatting and i was reading this particular article about this uh, illustrator whose name is like i'm completely blanking on right now but he was talking about drawing one thing and just drawing that one thing all the time and there are artists who do that you know there are artists whose uh, main um, sort of i uh, body wallet like their main thing is i can't remember the word but uh, is that they just make one creature or one sort of character all the time right and it becomes their signature yeah sorry it becomes their signature so i was reading about this one uh, illustrator who ha- who was drawing an ibis uh, you know the bird the one with the curved uh-huh. beak you know yep. an ibis ah okay so he was drawing an ibis for like as in his comics in his paintings everywhere he was just drawing an ibis and he said that it helped him sort of become more comfortable with uh, drawing in general So I decided that I'm also going to pick an animal bird creature and draw it all the time. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I settled on drawing uh, the great anteater, like the big one. And I it sort of I just got hooked. I was drawing it everywhere. I'm pretty sure all my batchmates who had sketchbooks in Amlod Bhavi back when uh, I was in that phase, I've drawn it in their sketchbooks as well. I made a small clay anteater, I embroidered an anteater. I don't know what was going like on in my head but i was just drawing them everywhere making them out of every material um and i made a lot of stickers i made pendants i think i did like a mini sale also in yeah third year tha then third year 
and yeah, I was just drawing them all the time. It just it was just an obsession of mine. And noodle tongue is what they're called uh, because of the way their tongue looks. Um, it's like it's, uh, sort of affectionately called that by I think the researchers. Mm-hmm. That the, the entire animal is a really interesting, yeah, one of the more rare ones that you ever get to see. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. sometimes it can be six feet tall in length from head Damn. to tail, and it'll just weigh around um, forty kgs or less, like thirty kgs or forty kgs, and it's that's because its main diet is just pure protein, so it has no body fat, and even though it's huge, uh, it's like super light. Hmm. Sorry, I just that this just became like a Nat Geo podcast for a second. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> no, that was fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Next question, please. <laughs> um. Yes, indeed. So that just gets me to this question: that um, what are the different platforms that you like showcasing your work on? That you oh, find Hmm? Sorry, sorry. I was just saying that you find more accessible. Ah, right. So I can't even talk about multiple platforms because I mostly showcase my work only on Instagram. I mean, there's I I have a website, but it's super old, and I'm working on um, sort of uh, you know upgrading it right now. Um, I took a break to do that. To do that. Sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, um, and. Yeah, mostly Instagram. I feel like that is accessible, even though it is annoying because there's so many people on there. The algorithm keeps changing and all that. But, but I think that um, yeah, Instagram is sort of the most accessible. Yeah. So, how could um, what is the what is the uh, Instagram handle that our, our listeners can find you on ah, Instagram? Right. Uh, my Instagram handle is at high on mangoes, H I G H O N, and then mangoes. Perfect. So. So. Hmm, go yeah, on. go on, go on. I was just getting to the end. So, is before we conclude the whole thing, is there mm-hmm. a few tips, tricks, or you know, advice that you would want to leave our listeners? With? Um, my if any of my faculties listen to this podcast, they're gonna be like, "Con bol rahi," but uh, I think work just like no matter what it is. And I was telling Adib also the other day, you just need to work. Um, you can sit down and think that okay, this is not working, that's not working, and whatever. But at the end of the day, your efforts are not gonna betray you. Like if you're gonna put in a lot of work into something, like your work. Right, like mm-hmm. your career, um, it's going to uh, give you results. I spent a lot of time just working day and night over the last year, and every time I put up a new project, it leads to more projects because it shows that I've sat down and worked hard on it. And I feel like that's what—that's um, the best advice I can give. Like, don't just trust your talent. Because everybody who comes to NID is talented, right? You come in here, you think you're some top from school, where you are the best. But then, when once you get here, everybody's talented. So 
what will keep you going is hard work work it is indeed karne se hi hoga mean yeah hard hard work pays off yeah mm mm-hmm. i wish we had nayak honestly we got to meet him though but we never took us on unfortunately he could never take a course for us yeah. well he gave me the best life advice ever which was he told my entire batch this he said karne se hi hoga you know that, that makes a lot of sense that's it like that's the one line that i sort of live my life by <laughs> so since we're done with most of our formal questions mm-hmm. i guess um let's just talk about college life i guess what what were some of your i guess most best or favorite memories of college and maybe okay let me let me rephrase this give one good memory of college and one bad memory let's see i mean see i have been uh, out of college for two and a half years now i feel like all my bad memories are also good memories at this point <laughs> that um, does happen uh i mean i was i feel like i was very young and very angry most of college um, but good okay i'll start with the bad memory i guess bad memory was probably uh, a couple of uh, i think one jury in particular where i wasn't feeling quite confident in my work and it went quite badly but i mean that happens now in retrospect i was just i was just a mess overall and everybody was actually super nice to me <laughs> and i was just like the world's against me at this point mm, so that was probably a bad memory but again now i don't think it's a bad memory it's just like something that happened good memories i mean there's so many but i think one of my favorites is the overall vibe of like all my times at amrod bhavi and we literally i think we saw the college sort of come up right so that in general is a good um uh, and one particular uh, particularly i remember first year my first year so it was around second semester and they told us that we were finally going to get a library and the first 100 books uh, sort of came in and i remember being so happy because i'm a complete nerd and i was like yeah books <laughs> that was a good memory because i i literally i was just like so excited to read everything yeah well we're looking forward so, to create our memories guys <laughs> <laughs> will have a lot of fun as long as you decide to have fun i mean if you decide to be cranky about things that aren't happening then life's going to be sad but if you decide to have fun you'll have fun yeah that's very true though because some of the memories when i look back at my college years also right like even the ones which were which i thought were bad at the time mm-hmm. they ended up when i look back at them they're just like i laugh at them now because i learned a lot from them but then i'm glad yeah. that they happened also you know yeah and sometimes you feel like oh my god this is so embarrassing life is ending this is the worst <laughs> but later you're just like that was nothing <laughs> yeah because that's that's what it feels like now when we're working i used to cry so much about assignments sometimes i used to be like oh my god i don't want to do this i hate this and then now that i get paid for things that i have to do and sometimes don't like to do you just have to do it mhm that's something we'll keep in mind and go forward yeah but like thank you so much for coming and having this conversation with us yeah
was so, really happy to do it as well. Yep. Unfortunately, as much as we, I mean, we too will have a conversation with you after this recording ends. That's for sure. But, <laughs> but for our listeners today, unfortunately, the episode has to come to a close. So thank you so much for mm-hmm. giving us your time, and thank you for our listeners for tuning in for this episode. Yeah, if I, I mean, do not come at me if I've like stuttered a lot. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Thank you so much, everybody.